0: Good morning, Merry Christmas. It's good to have you all here. For me, these Christmas liturgies are probably my favorite of the year, for it's a time when the families gather together and they find their way back home here to St. Paul Church. And the reason these liturgies are so special to me is that the meaning of Christmas is among us and around us. I think we just need to be present and to be open to see it. For it begins with the fact that you're all here. Some of you are here every week, some less often, some of you are visiting, some of you are from different faiths. But this is a time where none of that really matters because we all come together as an extended family, as sons and daughters made in God's image, For me, it carries the same feeling when all my sons and their wives and my grandchildren or who are scattered all over come together, yielding this sense of wholeness, the same feeling when this church fills on Christmas Day. So indeed, it really is good to have you all here. The headliners of these Christmas liturgies, of course, are the children, for their added presence of energy and excitement and awe and wonder. So with many kids here this morning, I need their help to answer some questions. So to all the kids, that can be any age, what day is today? Wow, come on, jeez. How much energy was that, really? All right. (laughs) Whose birthday are we celebrating today? We're getting there. Who came last night while we were sleeping? That's not bad. But only if you were... Good. Everyone got that one. (laughs) Never ceases to amaze me how well our kids learn the words of that one Christmas song. He's making a list, checking it twice, gonna see who's naughty and nice, so you better be good for goodness sake. And I guess for some parents, including me years ago, reminding our younger children of these lyrics, kind of helped to some degree to keep control over the chaos leading up to this day. Actually, it didn't work real well with my sons, but that's another story. But the challenge we have is as we get older, we often transfer those lyrics onto our own spirituality. And we build our image of God into one who kind of looks and acts like Santa, kind of sitting on the throne with arms crossed, even with the white beard, and all in just doling out love to those who somehow are good enough to earn it. Because for many of us, it's so much easier to believe in a God who loves with some degree of scarcity versus a God whose love is freely given to each and every one of us. A God whose love is pure with delight, just as each of us are. For me, the closest thing that mirrors this depth of love is when One gazes upon their child, or better yet, their grandchild, for the first time. Made in our image and likeness. The love we have for them, and that they reaffirm to us with each mutual gaze, and each embrace can't be touched. It's the love that needs to be nourished, and fostered, and shared. That's why when we gather here this morning, like this, we need to remind our younger generations of how much we love them but even more so to remind them and ourselves how much we are loved unconditionally by God. For when we celebrate Christmas, we're not just commemorating the birth of Jesus some 2,000 years ago, but we're remembering and celebrating the Christ that is forever being born into our soul. But for that to happen, we need to make room. I think the biggest challenge we all have is Rather than acting like the shepherds who were struck with awe in the field and traveled far and wide to welcome the Christ, at times we can be more like the innkeeper who simply says, There's no room. No room for love. No room for one another. Certainly, no room for those different than us. And thus, there's no room for God. And thus, we lose the ability to see any light coming forth from the darkness that may have overshadowed us this past year. Darkness from hardships and losses, darkness from broken relationships, even darkness coming forth from our own church, leaving us at times blinded to God's presence. But the answer is, God's always here with us, walking alongside us, not needing to be placated, just yearning to be welcomed. It's why God took on human flesh through his son to tell us of God's unending love for us, God's constant presence in our lives, and to remind us of the need for us to go forward to love each other, especially those so different from us. For the birth of Christ is God's deepest intention to love. Jesus is the yes to God's love, reminding us that God is already here and now, always ready to be with us and becoming something new. Christmas is a time for us to move out of the darkness by beginning to see with a new set of eyes the glory of God that shines around us. For a Christian is one who sees Christ in everything and everybody. Meister Eckhart once said, God is the beginning, and if we are open to be united to God, we become new again and again. So it is a blessing in so many ways to have you here this morning, to be gathered as a community, an extended family, celebrating the birth of God incarnate. But more importantly than just being here, it's about how we will live differently when leaving here. It's about how we will live differently by being church to one another, about caring for those on the margins, about living the gospel message that Christ came to share for it's all about being reconciled and reminded to the fact that we are all equally loved by God. For while the birth of Jesus is a historical event, Christmas reminds us that Christ is ever-present, and the celebration of his birth invites us to begin anew, where love is easier, hope is restored, mercy is poured out, compassion is plentiful, where the light shines through the darkness, and peace is ever-present. why we come together to celebrate the birth of Jesus the Christ. For the kingdom of God is here and now. A God who is ever-present. A God who loves each person no matter what. A God who walks with us. A God who never abandons us. A God who is with us today and always. A God who is Emmanuel. Merry Christmas.